<laughs> Welcome back, cast. It's been Yay. a little while since we've been here in Barovia. Uh, it always, Woo. I always feel it when we miss a week. Um, mm. And uh, but we're back, and we're excited, and we'll see what you all get up to this week. Um, yes. And I love you guys. Like I really, honestly love you guys. We're all, we're all friends. Jeez. Can you not? Oh, the same. <laughs> I love the cast too. What is love? I don't know her. It must be a local. What's love got to do? All right. <laughs> Last we left you all, you guys wore, were, wore, you were wearing, were, uh, in Argen Vostholt, um, the estate mansion uh, keep that the Order of the Silver Dragon uh, was a part of or have inhabited for the last 400 years, or the remnants thereof. Um, you had done away with the Order and set them to rest as you lit the beacon of Argen Vost, and then you proceeded to tour and take a look at the existing um, estate, which is now being maintained by Sir Godfrey, who, unbeknownst to anyone, has has been the reasons thereof, uh, doesn't necessarily know why he was left behind and why he wasn't set free from Barovia like his brethren were. Rip. Yeah. Mm. Um, during that process, you met a Dusk Elf by the name of Savid, who uh, was very injured was then healed and then became very injured again when um, Sterling, or a part thereof, uh, attacked him in the foyer. Um, there was a scuffle, there was some words exchanged, but you found out that Savit is a member of the Dusk Elves, who is a dying race of elves who live with the Vistani just south of Velaki. You proceeded to tour, as I mentioned, uh, Argon Vostholt. You cleared the first floor of some spiders that were um, taking up residence in the in the east wing of the estate and then began to head upstairs for the sake of brevity um, at this point we can tour the rest of it um, but there are some key areas that are of note otherwise you guys have the map within the discord community you have an argon vostholt area that you can take up residence uh, and role play in when you have some downtime uh, in order to be able to kind of make it your own or fix it up or whatever you want to do. But it is now your layer, um, as Bone Grinder didn't really serve that purpose as much. Um, this may be a bit more beneficial to the party. Um, we left you all kind of on the second floor. You were looking um, as Travas. Well, you weren't looking at Travas, but he went and used the restroom um, as you all kind of came to terms with the um, occurrences and the time that you had spent in the last couple days doing what you did. Um, the areas of note, um, first of all, your main purpose obviously is to search for the tome, correct? That is kind of the yes. main purpose of what you wanted to do. Um, let us go there. In order to do so, um, you kind of searched through the second floor. Uh, you had been through some of it already. You went through the study where you saw that leaflet out of the journal of Argenvost and then passed through that study to see and meet uh, Godfrey for the first time. Um, one area that is of note on this floor 
is what you what appear to be appears to be some sort of knight's quarters. Um, tattered and faded drapes cover the windows of this circular room, and empty torch sconces line the walls. Broken bunk beds and armor stands are strewn on the floor. Um, very old, quite in disrepair. Um, but upon searching this room, you actually find buried under the wreckage a small wooden coffer containing four potions of invulnerability. Um, apart from that, there is nothing else left in the chamber. You search the rest of the floor. Um, throughout this floor, you do find a couple of bed chambers, one that appears to be a guest chamber. Um, and a couple of knights quarters or barracks. There's actually two of them in two of the towers that exist at the top of Argenvost on the northern end of it. You head up to the third floor and upon reaching kind of the top of the stairs there, across from, and if you remember correctly where you met with Godfrey, he said through the door to the left uh, was the audience chamber. As you make your way into the audience chamber, The west wall of this 50-foot-long, 30-foot-wide audience hall has crumbled, leaving a gaping hole in a pile of rubble. Weapons and shields that once hug hung from the walls have fallen to the floor and succumbed to rust. A large wooden throne, carved to resemble a dragon with unfolding wings, faces three tall windows to the west. And this is where Vladimir spent most of his time, uh, or at least where um, Godfrey said that that occurred. Uh, what do you do? I said, wow, this room is amazing. And I want to run and sit upon the chair. Okay. So Travas uh, crosses the room quickly. As you come around the throne, you see that oh. there is a thick... No, just relax. Okay. You see that there okay. is a thick tome, <laughs> leather-bound, that sits on the arm of the chair um, and with a silver symbol on it. Uh, a very worn, old, ancient tome. Also hanging from one of the um, ends of the uh, kind of the headrest of the throne is what appears to be a holy symbol, um, an amulet in the shape of, a, of the sun. And you know, Travas, being Barovian, um, that it is an amulet to the Morning Lord um, and some sort of holy symbol. So, <clears throat> as I as I sit down, I'll I'll take the book and I'll open it on my lap, <laughs> and be like, "Wow, oh, that is a big book!" And I'll take the the necklace pendant. Yep. What did you call it? Yeah. And I'll be like, "Wow, it's a, it's for the Morning Lord." And I'll put it on and I'll I'll try to read the book out loud from whatever random page I. Okay. Like as if I'm addressing the audience, which okay. is the party. All right. And so th this book, this this. This throne um, faces opposite from the door that you came in and looks out over windows that overlook the valley. Um, and so all you see is Travas kind of disappear behind the high-backed throne. Um, and you hear a jingle and you hear the opening of a book. What do you all do? Uh, I would like to just smack Travas in the back of the head and just say, show some respect. Okay, so you come up and you smack him. Okay. Do you allow that to happen, Travas? 
Sure, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she smacked you on the back of the head. Okay. Uh, I, I d- what, what is wrong? I just, I was just reading the book. It's like I'm a king. You're not a king. And I many have not. died. Show some respect. Okay. Uh, I'll close the book and I'll stand up and, and motion to her to have a seat. You can sit first if you want. No. <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't even know... I don't even know that I am worthy of such a thing. I just... You can read it. I just meant that this is not... These are not parlor games. These are not... This is not a cause for celebration. There is still people suffering. And you all recognize, uh, as you all, I'm assuming you all kind of start to gather around the throne. Um, you, yeah. all, you all quickly recognize that the crest on the front of the tome is actually the same crest uh, on the back of every Barovian coin. Um, mm-hmm. And on one side is the visage of Strahd von Zarvich. On the other side is his family crest, the von Zarvich crest. I will say that Esmeralda, as very much as she has studied her whole life for the, you know, to gain knowledge very much feels unworthy of being the person to to read this book. Okay. Hey, Jay, do we have a sense like this book is special beyond special? Like, obviously, we've come to find it. Is there is there any way to identify kind of extra information about it? Uh, give me an arcana check, perhaps, or a history sure. check if you're trying to, depends on what you're trying to glean from it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Is it, like I am trying to figure out if it has magical properties. If okay. it's cursed, do we have any inclination of where its origins are? Sure. So, give, what would that be? Give me an Arcana check first, and then maybe a History check after that. Noggins is going to just kind of just slowly appear above Falfer. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-four. Oh, never mind, because he was going to cast Guidance. But uh, don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 24? Yeah, 24. For Arcana? Yep. Okay. Um, it appears to to just be a mundane book. Uh, bound in leather, th- uh, thick steel hinges and fastenings, um, and made of parchment that seems quite brittle. Hmm. But it certainly does not have any uh, special properties, or at least not from what I can tell. Uh, Perhaps uh, we can determine... Oh, well, what is that seal there? That's that's the same that's on the back of of the coins here in Barovia, so... Wait, does this belong to Strahd? (sighs) Wait. Can I take a look at it now? Absolutely. Having... Yes, I, now that I it's not it a you. sacred book, yeah. um, should I make an arcana or what? What would you like me to? Um, give me an invest. What are you trying to uh, figure out from it? Are you just? I I just want a general sense of what this book is. Now that we know that it's not sacred, but it it yeah. is Strahd related. Yeah, give me an investigation check. Dirty twenty. Okay. Um. It's written in a curious shorthand um, that seems kind of like rambling, um, but age and stains have made most of the work illegible. But there's several paragraphs that remain intact and readable. 
the first of which starts with I am the ancient and there's a couple pages of, of legible text I'm gonna um, walk up to Travas and I'll say uh, uh, the amulet uh, give it to me son uh, okay and uh, I start to take it off why am I giving this one to you? Well, I've... This is my first amulet we've encountered, and I'd like to take a closer look at it. Okay, you can see it. And uh, he hands it. Hands it to Dimitri. Okay, Dimitri, give me a religion check. Okay. Natural 20. Ooh, <laughs> yeah! It is absolutely a holy symbol. Um, it doesn't have any inherent magical properties, um, but you imagine it's a, worth about 250 gold. Um, and it is a sunburst in the form of the Morning Lord. And you know that okay. the chapel that exists in Arkenvostolt is to the Morning Lord. Okay. The Morning Lord, you know. I'll, I'll hand it back to Travas. You uh, keep this safe. Uh, puts put, puts it on and like tucks it inside his shirt. Are we? Oh, so we're all hearing each other's conversations. Yeah, yep, you're all you're all, yeah, you're yeah, all yeah, gathered yeah. around the throne. Yep. So I'm, uh, I turn to uh, to Dimitri and go. Is it is it not strange to you that uh, an amulet of the Morning Lord would be in the same location as a book? dedicated to Strahd? It seems very odd. No? Hmm. Yes, I I would assume that whoever was reading the book would be hopefully in, in this place trying to discern a way to um, defeat him. Then uh, you all just um, deal with something that was here um Maybe it was theirs, and maybe they held the book, like, to protect it or something. Hmm. Probably right, yes. Wise words. Well, smart. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, would, I mean, yes, you are, actually. That's quite insightful. Does it look like, the, is this book written by Strahd? Yes, you imagine it is. It, 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 it appears to be a personal journal. Of sorts. Can we decode what it says? No, absolutely. There, there is there is at least two pages that are is written in common. Um, again, and and the first sentence starts with "I am the ancient, I am the land," and you can read it if you like. Can we? Yeah. yeah is that okay with everyone? Too. Yeah. Yeah. From Beetle and Grim, the two pages <laughs> of the Tomostrad. <laughs> Love it. Bear with me, it's lengthy. I am the ancient, I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. I was the warrior, I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of, of a just God. But the war years and the, and the kiffing years, kiffing, okay. Years more down my soul, wore down my soul as the, sorry, this is, it, it's hard to read. It's a little dark in the studio. Um, as the wind roars stone into, no, sorry. 
as the as the wind wears stone into sand. You know what? I'm just gonna bring up what it says on my laptop mm. real quick. But this is awesome. If you guys had this here, you can all read it. It'd be awesome. It's really cool. All right. Yeah, we could say we read it if we don't. If we don't need. No, to it's probably important for the sake of brevity. <laughs> it's, it's probably important information. Give me a does, does the letter say we win in the end? Yeah, <laughs> That's no. all I care about. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of a just god. But the war years and the killing years wore down my soul as the wind wears, wears stone into sand. All goodness slipped from my life. I found my youth and strength gone, and all I had left was death. My army settled in the valley of Barovia and took power over the people in the name of a just god, but with none of God's grace or justice. I called for my family, long unseated, from their ancient thrones and brought them here to settle in the castle Ravenloft. They came with a younger brother of mine, Sergei. I was, he was handsome and youthful. I hated him for both. From the families of the valley, one spirit shone above all others, a rare beauty who was called perfection, joy, and treasure. Her name was Tatiana, and I longed for her to be mine. I loved her with all my heart. I loved her for her youth. I loved her for, the, for her joy, but she spurned me. Old One was my name for, to her, elder and brother also. Her heart went to Sergei. They were betrothed, the date was set. With words she called me brother, but when I looked into her eyes, they reflected another name, death. It was the death of the aged that she saw in me. She loved her youth and enjoyed it, but I had squandered mine. The death she saw in me turned her from me, and so I came to hate death, my death. My hate is very strong. I would not be called death so soon. I made a pact with death, a pact of blood. On the day of the wedding, I killed Sergei, my brother. My pact was sealed with his blood. I found Tatiana weeping in the garden east of the chapel. She fled from me. She would not let me explain, and a great anger swelled within me. She had to understand the pact I made for her. I pursued her. Finally, in despair, she flung herself from the walls of Ravenloft, and I watched everything I ever wanted fall from my grasp forever. I have studied much since then. Vampire is my new name. I still lust for life and youth, and I curse the living that took them from me. Even the sun is against me. It is the sun and its light I fear the most, but little else can harm me now. Even a stake through my heart does not kill me, though it holds me from movement. But the sword, that cursed sword that Sergei brought, I must dispose of the awful tool. I fear and hate it as much as the sun. I have often hunted for Tatiana. I have even felt her within my grasp, but she escapes. She taunts me. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her love to me? I now reside far below Ravenloft. I live among the dead and sleep beneath the very stones of this hollow castle of despair. I shall seal shut the walls of the stairs that none may disturb me. And that's it. He sounds like he has a personal problem. Many. Very well um, spoken, Travas, as you uh, as you dictated that for us. Thank you very much. 
Have I heard of this sword before? Yeah, so this, you imagine, is clearly the sun sword that is the third item that Esmeralda, uh, sorry, that uh, Madame Eva foretold that you were to retrieve. You've also, through your travels, ascertained its possible location and potentially with Sergei in Castle Ravenloft. Uh, certainly, since he hates youth and beauty, he's not going to like me very much. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Uh, but you're not um, very young. Hey. I mean, certainly I'm, I'm much younger than you, I think. Too. Also, Felford, I feel like you're not his type. Right. Um, I'm just uh, in relation to Sergei, his brother who he killed for his beauty and his youth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have to admit, I am right up there. <laughs> you know, it does not matter. Let's move on. Um, I let him have this and I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so what what is crazy about this, though, is that... Um, is that Tatiana seems to have killed herself. Um, so that's... I'm not sure we knew that. Did we know that already? I'm not sure we knew that. Um, but then also that it seems that driving a stake through his heart will keep him in the a position. Like, he won't be able to move. So that's good. Good is to that know. So, is that something we could do in combat? Or do we have to catch him unawares to drive a stake in his heart? I'm not He's sure. He's a powerful man. Certainly, if he cannot move, that must decrease some of his potential. Yes, but I feel like only for so long. And some of this you already knew, Esmeralda, being a trained monster hunter and, and under the tutelage of Van Richten, have kind of come to know some of the weaknesses of vampires. Is this the same for all vampires? Yes, but I see. for Strahd, it will not defeat him completely. We need the Sun Sword. Yes, the sword is a priority for us. During, yes. during this time, where is Savid? Probably dead in a corner somewhere. He, he's on Sterling's <laughs> leash, isn't he? I thought Sterling was just dragging him around. I'm I'm kind of keeping my distance. I um. I don't I don't know if I was dragging him around. I thought he was with uh, one of you guys. Pretty he sure was with me. He was, was with you. me until he went into the restroom. Right. And so I don't know who would have led him out after. <laughs> so Wait, are you time. saying he's still no, in the restroom? I, I, he, I mean, could be. No, I was in the restroom. And I was walking with Esmeralda, but Savid was being towed around by Sterling. I think I think that is correct. Okay. It's not towed, it's not towed around, at least um, tied, and Sterling was you know holding him. I'm not sure that he was tugging him around or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where is he now? He'll be with me then. Okay. And he's just and quietly then. listening and looking around and. I'll have softened my uh, disposition with him feeling shame. Okay. 
So we have a book that might be able to help us somehow with with uh, um, the, the vampire person. Uh, uh, do we do we go there now or? or It's a very big place to hear the voice directly everywhere. It's a very, it's a very loud bro. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if the ceilings weren't so tall, it might uh, be better. It's yeah. the high voltage. It's ceiling. fine now, I'm sorry. There's something it's going beautiful. on. Yeah. <laughs> I love it here. It's quite nice. It's, it's gone now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like we should go to the 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 castle, right? Well, not right away, though. I, we certainly need to know exactly where the sword is first. Mm. Yes, because I feel like if we went to the castle right away, we'd surely be walking into our deaths. I feel like. Well, I mean, we'll just wake up from be. the dream. Well, Morgan's oh, yeah. You are very familiar with, or know more about dreams and time, as it seems, in some way that I don't understand, but is there a, do you feel like there is a path that we must take? Um, normally, I am in control of my dreams, and I... I understand where I must go when I have to go. This isn't my dream. This is someone else's. So I don't really know. I just know I um, have to find that one person and they might be with Strahd or something. So to me, it sounds like the best place would be to go to Strahd. But if you all say we shouldn't go now, then I guess we're not going now. Time will come. We will meet Strahd and we will end his dream, if it is indeed his. That would be nice because I would like to go home. Yeah. Mm. I like, I, I, I think I like you all though, so I'm not trying to rush home, but I would like to, you know, wake up. That would be nice. Now, does anybody know of anyone we might be able to seek or speak to? that might have an idea of where we would find the sword, if it is with Sergei. What about that guy back there? As he points to the elf. <laughs> and everybody kind of looks back, and he, his eyes kind of go wide, and he kind of like itches kind of where the uh, wound was that Sterling caused. And he says, perhaps I know that... Um, my people have been around some time, and Casimir knows much about him. Perhaps he has some knowledge that may help. Would he truly be willing to give us knowledge that may lead to the end of Strahd? Yes, there is no love loss for our people. He ended our people. We live in Barovia, biding our time, but it was him that caused the end of us all, eventually. Savit, I, I, 
I truly am sorry, and uh, I don't know how I could make it up to you. But if you think of a way, please let me know. Me Should not have done what I did. Give me a persuasion check. It's not rolling. Okay, I'm going to use dice. Nine. Nine. He says, um, you, I don't understand the change in disposition, the sudden outbursts of anger and then kindness. And he looks around at the rest of you. Savad, I am, there's more than one mind in this body. There's eight in total. We allowed one to speak. And now the seven profoundly regret it. I am truly, truly sorry. I will protect you the best I can. But how do I know, and how do the rest of your companions know when that other part might come to the surface again? I, I am still it's... tied, bound, when all I did was offer to help you all. I was very honest. In fact, you forced me to be honest, but I am still your prisoner. Perhaps as a show of good faith, you'll untie me. We do a perception oh. check on that. <laughs> Give me an insight check. Insight, okay. Can I do an insight check too? Yeah. Oh no, I rolled a nat one for a total mm. of four. You absolutely believe he's telling the truth. Uh, mine's a seven. Oh really? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the whole stat, but I would ask to. <laughs> Anybody who would like well. to insight that. Okay, I got a twenty-three. <gasps> we are struggling. Uh, Fourteen. Seem to be on dice. So horrible. Okay. No shade. <laughs> I got a 23, though, so... Okay. Um, yeah, so most of you aren't sure what to believe. Um, Esmeralda, you are absolutely convinced that he is telling the truth. Um, Sterling, you also feel um, really bad about what you did, um, given your the disposition of the rest of the amalgam, and... Um, are pretty convinced that he's scared enough for his life that he may not attempt to escape. But you don't necessarily know what his full intentions are in the long run. Yeah. While I do not 100% trust Savit yet, given the place that we are in and how little we know about him, I do think it would be a step of trust for us to untie him and maybe we can make our way towards friendship. I mean, he hasn't put up any fight. He must he... be telling the truth. Yes. Have you all confiscated his weapons mm -hmm. as well? Oh yeah, oh, I, I, sure. I'm sure Before that we yeah. would have, yeah. Okay. We I didn't know. say it, but... Okay. <laughs> no, of course we did. It would have been common sense though, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
I'll walk over to him and um, I'll just look him straight in the eye and say, I think we will untie you, but if you promise not to run like before, we will escort you to your people. You we can word. give you we can give you your weapons back once you are returned safely. I'll walk over to him as well and seeing as Dimitri is three feet taller than me, I'll I'll try to look him in the eyes. I'll say Down here. Come on. Come on down. And uh and to uh to Savid I'll say uh Yeah, what Dimitri said and I'll walk away. <laughs> when I say this group confuses Noggins so hard. Uh, I can't wait till we Noggins is a little better. confused on his own, to be fair. <laughs> You're correct, and this is not helping. <laughs> I'm going to collect the, the I'll rope. Tying him. It's my rope. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I get my rope back. Okay. And he starts to kind of massage his wrist, and he says... I'm torn because I believe that Casimir can potentially have information that may help you in this quest that you have. At the same time, I was tasked with finding Arabelle, as were many of us. And if I return and Luvash finds out that I wasn't successful and I have returned, I don't know what he is capable of. Well, actually, I do know what he's capable of. But I do fear for my safety so are you, you not to not supposed to come back until you find the dead girl or, or is that what it is he made that fairly clear so we should help you find arabelle first is that what you're saying possibly was it your fault because that sounds weird that she's gone yeah no then why he's blaming you like he doesn't want you to ever go back really she could be inside of a whole bunch of animals. Noggins looks at he that and yeah, that, that comment. Yeah, he shoots you a, 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 a stare. I'm just trying to be realistic. If it was wolves, like, uh, what are you going to track down every wolf and every poop the wolves made? Oh, okay. it's not possible. Uh, um, Trevas, maybe. Um, it is not. You don't have it, to. It, it's not that we are not putting, finding her on the table, like she's still, I personally at least, would still like for her to be found. But in the long run, don't you want your people to live freely and openly again, without fear of persecution? Yeah, but uh... yes, and I mean, our people are long-lived. Many of us have been here. Well, all of us <laughs> have been alive since Barovia became what it is. Our hope is to outlive the current Vistani leadership and return to the old ways. And it is, yes. The only reason we live is because Strahd has entrusted those Vistani to watch over us. It is one thing to merely survive. It is another 
to live happily. Wow. Travas would know more than anyone. I mean, I, I'm thankful for his young, Barovian frankness. He has seen much, and he would know better than anyone that there is no living happily in Barovia. Not now, but that's what we're fighting for. You have to understand my skepticism after 400 years. That's perfectly valid. <laughs> Long time. But that is, that is exactly what we fight for. Because everyone in Barovia deserves to live and to live happily. I would like to step towards Savid and, and talk very specifically to him. I'm not hiding it from the others. But I, I will say, Savid, have you ever seen in 400 years a group like this? Like the Dawnbringers? There has never been, that I know, a group capable of defeating Strad. As he have says that, as, as Travas says that, like Falfer turns from being like just listening posture to like hero posture. <laughs> like <laughs> good. Young boy, you have been alive. A speck in amongst this land, and I have seen many come and many die. Some came and left. There was a group specifically that came that we had hope in. An order of monster hunters some 10 years ago. And they made a deal and they left. Sounds that perhaps they weren't actually heroes then. Perhaps. They could leave this place the way it is and make a deal with an enemy. Would you Why not leave they if make you a could? deal? How many of you would not leave if you could? We were given the opportunity and we stayed. Why? So that this we is could my fight. Homeland. This is my homeland and I will stay till the end, till I die. And I will fight for the day that everyone here can live happily, not merely just survive. You see Noggins is like, his face is not agreeing with that, but he says nothing. He just. Savid, why, why did they make a deal? Why did, why would Strahd let them go? Was he afraid of them? They caused problems for him. And so he had a problem that needed fixing and they fixed it. And in return, he let them go. Did they light the beacon? No, they did not. Well, we have. You have. Strahd made he... a deal with us. He wanted us to bring him his bride, Irina. We went against him. We freed her soul. He would have let us leave had we brought her to him. Hmm. I hope that speaks to you about who we really are. It does. Which is why I have offered to bring you to Casimir. I think that maybe, maybe he has some information for you. 
and I am grateful, but we would not see you killed. I know that sounds strange coming from me, but... Um, strange, yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, it may sound strange, but perhaps you let me go, and let me go find Arabelle. Can we help you find Arabelle? As a sign of good faith. Sure you yes. can. Yes, and an apology. Yeah, but as you know, I don't know if she still lives. You'll been... stand a much better chance with us at your side. Fair enough. At the very least, we will help you recover her remains. Yes. And put them to rest. Mitri, Jesus. <laughs> but what are the requirements, really? You have to bring her back? All of her back? Travas! help. It's important to know what we're agreeing to. <laughs> Listen, if those are details. If we find a piece of her, then we can find the rest of her. The, the point is the point is that uh, is that my friend Savid needs well I say my friend our new acquaintance Savid uh, needs some help finding this uh, this Ariel from the Disney movie no um Ariel mm-hmm. or Arabelle Arabelle she she's uh, in she's lost and so perhaps this is a uh, the fate bringing us our next quest uh, but is there anywhere else we need to be? First? You not you notice while they're talking, Everywhere. Noggins has walked towards the door and he just kind of plops down and he starts <laughs> he takes out his panpipe, he mm-hmm. just starts playing it softly. <laughs> he has checked out of this conversation. Savid will harm come to you if you don't find her. <clears throat> uh, I th- well I've seen Luvash punish, I've seen him reward you don't know necessarily how he will, the ways that he will go, um, the things that he will do. He's quite um, unstable. Does he uh, he have a nut? Oh, sorry. It's not your fault that she had gone missing. I would think that looking at the rest of the party, should you be in danger in any way, we will... I offer you my protection. As do I. Me too, me too, me too. Well, perhaps if we go and find her, then maybe... Maybe that would help. Maybe he will listen. He would clearly be overjoyed if she still lives. If there is hope that she still lives. Then yes, yes, let us go. Let us find it. What clues do you have? Where would you go? I mean, I have searched most of the southern lands of Barovia, of the valley, the, the swamps and remnants of Berez. I've gone as far east as the village of Barovia and into this Falic Woods. The only area that I was going to go next was into the northern areas. I see. Mount Baratok, Lake Zarvich those sorts of places. If we pass that way, would you mind if we stop by the bone grinder? Well, yes, of course. The, the old mill. We had, yes. We'd cleared that place, but perhaps... Do you think they might have returned and gone about their old ways? I do not. But our Vistani friends had told us, well, told me personally, 
that they will leave things there for us in the meantime. Until we tell them of our new address, I would imagine. Certainly, if we are going to face any more foes, there may be things there that uh, we could pick up for our for our benefit. Yes. I'm a little low on javelins myself. It would be good to stock up. Yes, that last combat. It left me very low on supplies. That reminds me, I think maybe we let's go back by the spider room and I'm going to get my arrows back before we go. Mm. Mm. Good choice. Yes. Uh, what time is it right now? Um, 7.57 ET. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barovian uh, standard time. Yeah, you, um, you arrived here in the morning um, and you beat Vladimir and that was probably couple hours ago so I would say it's kind of mid afternoon and you took a, a long a short rest as well so I would say it's probably mid to late afternoon at this point hmm. you check the sundial I no saw that <laughs> we have um, late afternoon we've also, been through toured yeah sorry go ahead we've been through quite a bit on this day uh, would you mind if we spend the night here or at least uh, enough time to have a good sleep before we leave. I am at your service. Would All we right. be leaving in the middle of the night? Please arrested now? It would be unwise, but uh, I don't know if we should be going hunting for this girl in our current condition, but I, I will lean on all of you. What are your feelings? Yes, I, I do need some rest after today's battle. Battles. Um, and there are an abundance of sleeping arrangements here, unoccupied. I think uh, we could all benefit from that. Right. And we go as soon as we are rested. Yes. Or we'll the morning. Ready. If people like uh, others are scared of the dark, which I am, of course, not afraid of the dark, not here or anywhere for that matter. I'm fine. Let's just sleep. All right. Um, you all leave the audience hall. Um, the only other area of uh, distinct importance um, is what you believe is... Vladimir's bedchamber um, and it's clear that it is the most kind of opulent and most recently kind of occupied and lived in of uh, the areas um, light enters this circular room through five cracked windows the light falls on a large dust covered bed in the center of the room it's post topped with wood carved dragons two large animals limit Two large animals flank the double doors. One is a brown bear standing on its hind legs, its claws outstretched. The other is a dire wolf, its face frozen in an evil snarl. Near the wolf lies an empty wooden chest. Recently polished and mounted on an armor stand is a suit of half-plate armor that once belonged to Vladimir. And you imagine that Godfrey has t collected Vladimir's armor and replaced it onto the stand that exists. Um, and you can tell that this room, though dust covered, is lived in. Um, and you do remember Godfrey saying, <laughs> yeah, 
that this is his chamber and that he will remain here. Esmeralda, while she herself has accumulated some wealth over her years, uh, will seek the least comfortable bedchambers because she's afraid that comfort will make her weak. <laughs> I like it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> that is where she will sleep, wherever that may be. All right. And Not it, being accustomed to comfort, I will choose the comfiest bed that I can find. So the comfiest bed is Godfrey's. Um, and in your time, you... You know, does he protest? Yes, he absolutely does. <laughs> and he Fine. says, "This is <laughs> I my protest. chamber. You will not sleep here." Where's my wig at? <laughs> I said, close the door. I'll, I will take the second comfiest okay. bed. So, um, you you manage to kind of at this point, nothing is really. I mean, it's been four hundred years. So, a lot of the beds, the bunk beds, all of that sort of stuff is really broken. And, and so you're basically, until you are able to kind of bring new furniture into the place and kind of fix it up a little bit, you're probably sleeping on your bed rolls. Um, the open areas, there's an open tower uh, to the north uh, within Argenvost on the third floor. Um, and that is, you're told by Godfrey, where Argenvost slept in his dragon form. It's completely just open, circular and um, dust covered, but that's that's it. Um, then there's Vladimir's uh, bedchamber with the single bed with the which you were not able to stay in. But on the second floor, um, there are two chambers to the north, which are the apparent uh, knights' quarters, which have broken bunk beds and then there's another there's two guest chambers one with a kind of a double bed um but again moth-eaten and uh another one with two kind of single beds in it those are the available chambers to sleep in i'd like to go to the chamber that had the four potions of invulnerability and okay. pocket them okay all right does anybody do you try and do that carefully when that ha when you found them in the first place uh well, nobody said that we grabbed them, so, so I'll just wait them. until I go okay. back to bed, and I'll just yeah. stick them in my pack for the party's use. Okay. Arse. Okay. Which I'll... room has the best view of, well, the outside? Is it the throne room? Um, the throne room probably has, yeah, the best view. Um, absolutely. But it's also, on the third floor, There's there's been a cave-in from the roof, and you've all headed up to the roof as well, and there is one ballista which is destroyed and the other one which literally if you touch it it will crumble as well they're not in use uh, but there's a massive cave-in on the top floor in the roof that has caused a leak kind of all along the third floor so you imagine the kind of the the most sheltered area would be the rooms on the second floor meaning the knight's chambers which are which have window uh five windows in kind of the tower area and then the two guest rooms, which have less view, but are a bit more comf comfortable and have uh, hearths that you could potentially start a fire in. Do, do I sense that there would be any danger if I was to do my sentries rests in the uh, throne room so that no. I can keep a view of anyone that may approach? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and you get a good view of the front of and, and then the, the valley ahead. Okay. As far as you can see in the mist. So I won't be in the throne, but I'll stand, you know, in a place where okay. I've got a really good view yep. of everything so yep. that I can alert everyone. Okay. Is there like oh. a bell or something in here that I can ring? Like, 
ding ding somebody's coming there was a tower but it didn't it, there there was a tower i think it um one sec actually thanks um, for explaining the bell what the bell does yeah I mean, well i mean it's not room service in a while like a ding ding <laughs> bell you know it, it was one that dings it could have gone dong you know dong dong you know or ding <laughs> dong or there's so many different right. kinds of bells, okay? So many combinations. The, there there yeah. absolutely is a kind of a bell tower where the beacon has been lit, um, but there's no bell that exists anymore. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's not just like at missing. Least not the, functional. The, yeah, no. So I can gonna, like climb up there and hit my head on it or sorry, okay. Uh, and you do see broken right. shards of it kind of at the bottom of the of the stairs as it's collapsed. Hmm. So I forgot to Sterling require a full rest or partial rest or what is the deal? It's a long rest, but I'm not actually asleep. I'm still conscious. So apparently, essentially, I'm just standing there, uh, and I can keep watch and you know. Okay, uh, I didn't know yeah. if it was a thing where we could switch off potentially to keep watch. We could, we could. It, I mean, that's something that we could RP out if you want. Okay, I'll yeah. do that. I'm going to set my bedroll up in the... You said there was a place where Argonvoss would sleep in his dragon form? Yep. Okay. I'm going to go in there. All right. And just as a way to sort of even just attempt to commune with Argonvoss as, um, as I am now a knight of the Order of the Silver Dragon. Mm, I like that. Cool. Mm. Okay. Is there a, is there a fireplace or a brazier in my room? So there is in the two guest bed chambers. So you can sleep in one of the guest chambers. There's one again with the double bed that is still kind of standing rickety, um, but you'd have to use your own blanket and so on. And then there's one with two beds in it that are across okay, the hall from each other. I'll return uh, to that room after gathering the potions. Okay. Um, is there fuel for the fire? You find bits of wood all over the nice. just like remnants of furniture. You've got that you to make burn. a fire tonight because they say no fire at night uh, hangs the light <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh shoot, good point. Oh, the throne room is a know fireplace, that. right? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm going to uh, Falfer's going to sorry, Falfer's going to uh, find his way to a room that's near where Esmeralda is staying, but not where Esmeralda is staying, just out of respect, but yeah. wants to kind of drum up a conversation at some point. Okay, so Esmeralda, sorry, where, where did you say that you were staying? Are we able to get um, the, the map up, uh, Julian? No. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, the, of the third, uh, second floor, sorry. That might make it easier for, for visualization of what's going on. Um, as he does that, sorry, Esmeralda, where did you say that you wanted to... I had originally said that I wanted the like the least comfortable place. However, uh, being right. able to keep watch, I think if 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 me and Sterling can can take turns keeping watch, I think would be safe. Okay, so uh, the floor above, so where it says open to below, uh, the floor above that, right above that area, is where the bedchamber, uh, sorry, the the audience hall is. So you guys can stay in the audience hall if you like. It's got the best view of the of the outside. Falfer, you can also stay in that room as that's a big, large, open room. Um, cool. Again, there is like a, you can see that it's crumbled on the east end of the room there. Uh, to the left, you can see where the throne is, kind of in the center of the, of the building. Um, and so it's open to the elements, but, you know, you guys are used to sleeping in uncomfortable places. So 
Um, there is enough <laughs> cover on the east end, on the west end of the chamber, that you're not getting rained on or or anything like that. So the three of you want to stay in the audience hall. Travas, uh, you want to stay on the second floor in one of the bed cha the guest chambers. Yeah, with the fire going. Okay. Um, do you want to stay in the one with the double bed, or do you want to stay in the one with the two single beds? Uh, sounds like I'm going to be sleeping on a bedroll anyways, right? Yeah. So, I guess just a single bed. Okay. If we can get the second floor again. Map. Um, there you go. So, yeah, you can see where that single bed or the double bed is on the, on the left, and then the two single beds on the right. So, you want to stay in the one on the left with the double bed. No, I'll, I'll stay in the, in the other one with, okay. the, with, the, with the single beds. Okay, and you... you are, maybe, maybe somebody will join me. You managed to light a fire. Okay. Noggins, nice. where do you want to stay? Come on, Noggs. I'm by myself here. <laughs> oh. Is there like... Sad. Is there like a stable or something? Uh, there was, but it's it's rubble outside to the south of the of the keep. Noggins, come, like, come share my room, Noggins. Is there any, like, hay or anything like that around? Not or something that, that's, like... Yeah, not that isn't completely moldy and... I mean, it wouldn't have lasted that long, and there haven't been horses in that in that stable for hundreds so of years. It's so damp with all that mist, too. So, um... He would have went down to search for something like that and okay. seeing how it's kind of gross. He would have come back up and... Um, is this like are people like starting to bed down? Yeah. Okay. Um people would hear like almost like a whine. Like a, um and he's actually going to find either Falfer or Esmeralda cuz they remind him of before a little bit and he's going to be very sheepish and in his tiredness, he's actually going to wild shape into a goat okay. and sleep at like the base of like where Falfor or Esmeralda is. Okay. He's so, just going to in the, so in the audience hall with them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, Travas. I was like, he he he's going to he's supposed to to <laughs> uh, to comfortability. Okay. Um, but yeah. I wanted to see what happened when you started dreaming within your dream. That's what I was curious about. Oh, interesting. Um, um, all right. Um, for Savid, do you allow him to sleep wherever he likes? Ah, Savid, Savid can sleep in my room. Hey, everybody, Savid, Savid, uh, I've got an extra bed if uh, you're all okay with that. Uh... Just given what I saw between Travas and Savid when they were in the room after the spiders. I'm going to squinty eye at them both, and at Travas in particular for suggesting that they stay in the same room as a like a. Are you sure that this is going to be okay, everyone? I thought you trusted him, and you trust me, and um, I thought we could talk and like have pillow fights and. Uh, we're both local, and uh... perhaps I'll stay in the room um, across the way then. Yeah. Uh, and he, at that point, kind of leaves and goes to the one with the double bed in it. <laughs> yes. By himself. 
It's fine. I'll be okay in this room alone. Okay. Okay. As we as we uh, as we bed down. As we kind of lay down, and I notice obviously that Noggins has uh, shifted into a small goat. Uh, I, I want to note that he laid down normally and tried to go to sleep and just naturally shifted. He didn't even realize he did it. Oh, okay. Fascinating. Cool. I'll turn to Esmeralda and go, um, <clears throat> so, uh, do you, think he's, do you think he can still hear everything we are saying? The little one? The noggins. Oh, noggins? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't He's really just... know everything about noggins. I just know he could do really cool things, but... Yes. Maybe? It's quite... Why are you worried? What are you worried about? <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm just... Well, I mean, you know, like, uh... I was going to say, uh... Ezzy. <laughs> Sorry, do you mind? I know we've known each other for a while. Do you mind if I call you Ezzy? Yeah, of course. As he okay, is, it's all good. What what nice. is it? Okay, perfect. No, um, it's just that, uh, like we have known about your about your leg for right. quite some time now. We've known about it, but we have not mm-hmm. uh, had much chance to understand uh, what exactly happened or or um. You like, want to know it... what happened to my leg? As I like very, with a lot of pride. Just slam it down, like right in his face. Need <laughs> to know what happened. Uh, I mean, we are, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like you're a friend, and it's like it's, it just feels like a missed opportunity to hear a mm. wonderful adventure story. Well, maybe the full story would be better in front of a fire, in front of a full crowd of people. But let's just say between you and I, there were eight wolves and they got away with my foot, but I got away with all of their lives. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it explains that time when, when there were werewolves in front of the building, and you kind of decimated them <laughs> almost single-handedly. It was pretty crazy. The wolves and I don't get along. Okay, but well. I would say they may have won a battle, but I always win the war. Well, I am... Uh, I will say this then. <laughs> don't ever let me get on your bad side. <laughs> oh, me and you? No, we're good then. <laughs> okay, okay, good. It's good to be safe, you know. Uh, I just, uh, oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's truly a, an amazing story. I mean, you we take should. take a closer look? Ah. I, like, I, I very much, like, it's very well made. I'm no, very, like, it's, it, it, it get... is impeccably made. Did you get it made or did you make it yourself? I would love to have, you know, take the take the credit for this, but no. This was uh, uh, one of my Vistani friends. Okay, someone we know or, or, or just, just a, a craftsperson that you know? Mm, perhaps I'll let you know in the future. Oh, I like a good surprise. Okay, well, anyways. But I didn't very well to... made and uh, very much good as new. But it's, it's quite those impressive. wolves 
those wolves definitely learned, learned a lesson. <laughs> what do I see? What do I see as you like pull? Do you? Is it like? fully articulating leg like oh yeah it it's a, a beautiful and it is a beautiful like i mean i'm it's still obviously attached i like very much just pff, leg right in front of your face but the foot of it you see a very beautifully crafted wooden carved it almost like almost would if to the untrained eye blends in seamlessly and it is a beautifully articulated leg and i just move it freely very just it is almost like a trophy and a battle scar wow. and like when anytime i don't mention it often but whenever esmeralda does get the chance to regale people with the with the tails it is very much like a i won obviously huh. and i'll show you something else I home. pull out a, I pull out like what looks like a, a leather satchel full of like coins, but it's full of wolves' teeth. Eh. Wow! So this like it's uh, you that's are them. you are not you're not pretending. This is that's, no. Wow! I mean, I embellish almost every single thing I say. <laughs> yes, that's that's well you know. Um, but this, it does not seem like you do that. Uh, wow! And I count out the teeth. Like, oh, oh, maybe we're. Sorry, we might be waking the small one up. Uh, this is incredible. But thank you so much for going into it. I'm sorry I had not asked earlier. It's uh, quite okay. impressive. Quite impressive. All right. The Vistani are very artistic people. As you all settle in, um, what is the. Uh, the watch schedule that you and Esmeralda would like to do, Sterling, and Ezzy. Ezzy, I just called you Ezzy. Oh. It's <laughs> I like Ezzy. That's okay. I like Ezzy. I too. like Ezzy. Yeah. yeah. yeah can, Ezzy. can we all start doing Ezzy? <laughs> yeah. All right. But we can't because because of Esme, like the in in Gakis, who's yeah. named that because Esmeralda is Esmeralda. Yeah. Well, I thought it was pronounced Esme. Esme. Yeah, but Esmeralda is her, her full name. I've only seen it yeah. typed, if we're yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Ezzy. Really, Ezzy it is. Really yeah. quick question. Yeah. In the in the room, are we all like around each other in a way, like close-ish? Within 30 feet of each other? I mean, That's a I would imagine room. we are. Yeah. I mean it's a big room. I guess did I guess what you're sure. Um um as as these two have been talking, Noggins has been trying to sleep and he really couldn't sleep. Uh, but you know, he kind of gets up and kind of trots and 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 ends up shifting back into his normal form. But he still gets kind of huddles. Um, but as he does, um, uh, you all, as he's starting to doze off again, you all notice um, kind of well, his eyes they glow for a moment, and from his being. A, um, it's invisible, but there's a shimmer to it, even especially because of Barovia. It's kind of gross now. Uh, but an invisible 30-foot radius sphere appears as I use my Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow. Um, uh, anyone within that will get a plus five to your dex stealth and your perception checks. And any light from open flames within the sphere are not visible outside of it. Cool. So How long it does it last? A, the entire rest. Um, so, uh, um, we have to stay within the zone. 
I have to stay within the zone. Uh, but as long as you're in the zone, you will get those things. Uh, but I'm saying, I'm, if we're resting and you're right and you're watching, you will get that those bonuses to the watching. Um, so does it, it go through walls? It does not go through walls. Um, so it's actually says total cover blocks the sphere. Um, so it's just kind of in the open area, and and he just and you can sorry you can see inside the sphere. People can see inside. Um, sorry, one second, one second, one second. Uh, it's such a weird thing. I think they can't, or like it blends into the to the area. Um, it's, it just gives you extra cover. It more so is like like a like like a like a, almost like a mirage type of thing, but it's okay. not actual cover. Okay. You just get an extra chance of being stealthy within. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so what's sorry, watch schedule for the long rest? Who's taking first watch? Um, I, I guess I will. I, I technically don't have to like stop watching, I could just stay there. Um, but if if it turns out that Ezzy would like to uh have some privacy on a watch, then like Sterling would be perfectly fine going to another place with a good view to to continue. That's fine. It's I, I will at some point just keep watch knowing that Stuttling is doing what Stuttling okay. has to do. But you want to sleep first? I I'll i I'll take I'll take some rest first, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so you all settle in. Um Dimitri, can you give me a perception check, please? Uh eighteen. Okay. With an eighteen. Um, as you kind of settle in, I'm assuming you've rolled out your bedroll and you kind of settle in. Is there anything that you do before you... You said that you kind of wanted to commune and, and kind of get a sense of the area. Is there anything specific? Yeah, so I, I'll just sort of take in the surroundings a little as well as um, my new sword that I got from Godfrey. I'll, I'll like look at it, study it closer and just sort of have it lying next to me. Okay. All right. As you close your eyes, um, sleep begins to take you. Um, and just at the moment when you're about to fall asleep, you hear um, what sounds like... And it's actually quite comforting. It almost sounds like a sleeping beast of large size and you kind of come to and the warmth of sleeping in this chamber it's almost like the echoes of a slumbering Argenvost and you immediately feel this sense of warmth and comfort as you fall into slumber Falfer as you sleep on your bedroll, Esmeralda, maybe some five, six feet from you, and Noggins off a little ways as well. Um, give me a perception check. Oh, Falfer or myself? Falfer. Oh. You're sleeping, yeah. You're at plus five. That, that's a 26. At plus five. And that's uh, a 31. <laughs> nice. 
With a 31, um, <laughs> your eyes open, distinctly having heard laughter. Okay. Kind of a... Hey. <laughs> and as you um. wake, it is quiet in the room. Sterling stands at the window facing outward. Again, you hear. <laughs> Sterling. Yeah. And I'll try to... I'll try to rise him out of his thing. Okay. As you, she's back. As you, you wake up, you say, Sterling. Yeah, no. so I'm just sentry's rest, so I can just turn into, yes. You don't hear it, Sterling. No? No. Oh. I'll say, she's here again, Sterling. Like, he didn't say it out loud, or like... And as you say it, Falford, your words almost get kind of caught in the wind. And as you're sitting up, you look back down and you see the sleeping body of Falfur behind you. And I, I yell out um, uh, a halfling expletive. Gorgast! And, and I'm just like, just like exasperated this time. I'm like, no, no, not again, not this time. I'm just going to go back down and lay down in my bedroll and you sneaky old witch <laughs> with a bee lay down and I'll lay down uh, in my bedroll and close my eyes tightly and just bring the top of my bedroll to my face and I'm like no 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 you hear the sound of tapping like this like fingers tapping on a table. What do you do? I I ignore. I turn around the other way. Wherever the sound is coming from, I turn the opposite way. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Screw off, you evil wench. <laughs> you hear the tapping continue. And you hear... <laughs> Alpha. And that is where we're going to take a break for this evening. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, as for any of you that may have joined us after we started, uh, we are giving away a legendary Rod of Initiative from Brothers Forged. Um, to enter to win, all you have to do is put Brothers, B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S, into the chat only once. More than once, you'll be disqualified, and you'll get a chance to win it from the wonderful people over at Brothers Forged. Um, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. No. <laughs> and just a note for those that are entering the giveaway for the uh, Rod of Initiative, uh, it is only on YouTube. Um, so you only enter it into the chat on YouTube. I was asked to uh, clarify that. Falfer, as you mm -hmm. lie there, you continue to hear the sound of fingernails on a hard surface. And you hear a voice say, Falfer, come. Mm -mm. I missed you. Go away. That's no way to treat me. 
and you hear you hear footsteps on the cold pavement. Okay, coming so this in is what your I direction. Do. I I angrily, like with frustration, pull my blanket off or my bedroll top off. Yeah, and I get up at this point, probably in my skivvies. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Fine. Let us discuss what is happening here. Because I will not have this anymore. You're destroying my sleep life. And it's terrible. Okay? So why don't you and I find a place to sit and we just discuss this? I will I will give you what you need. Just tell me what you want. Just come on. And I'll try to convince her to talk it through. Yeah. And as you as you stand up, you see again this gnarled, hunched dark-skinned hag with horns that protrude and curl around her ears. And she walks along the side of the throne as she runs her fingers along the metal of the throne. She stops and, and do she says... And you have to be so creepy all the time? She says, come now. No one likes you. Let's have a discussion. Figure weird. out why... Way to speak to me. And look, look, sister, look who he's brought for us. And from the side in a dark corner, you see her sister emerge. Very similar in shape. And she looks over in Noggin's direction. And the sister says, hmm, fresh meat. Now you leave him alone. Listen, let's have a discussion. And you can see you watch as she almost glides ever so slightly over in the direction no, of No, 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 now you stay where you are, okay? I will go get the chairs. I will try to go find a place we could sit and, no, no, come, we will have a discussion, let's go. And as you start to go, to- you feel like you're held in place within almost like a five-foot cube. Like you, you hit kind of a, a surface, almost like a prison in your mind. And as you start to go again, you stop. Your body still laying basically beneath you, almost like you're still tethered to your physical body. The sister kind of walks and then quickly walks across and stops right above Noggins and looks down. And then she gets down on all fours and she starts leave to him slink alone. over Noggins' body. And she goes, no, leave him alone. Do not, what are you doing? This one is different. Morgantha says, Yes, quite like us, but not. <laughs> the sister continues to, to smell as no, Morgantha kind of walks in your direction. And as she approaches, she walks till she's about a foot away from you. Fine, let's, let's talk about this. And she snaps what? and your mouth shuts. No seam. Your body goes rigid as you stand and she takes her finger and she sticks her nail into your forehead (laughs) and you feel the cold of her claw enter the center of your forehead as your body starts to shake you look over as you can't move at noggins and the sister you see her drive her claws into his belly and through these ethereal, almost like it's passing through. Uh, he's obviously 
corporal. Like he's obviously solid, but her finger is just passing through like she's passing through a cloud and up into his sternum, up to the forearm. And you watch as Noggin's just quietly, making no sound, shakes. At this point, she's got her second knuckle into your mind. Ugh. And it goes black. As Morelda, you wake. All is silent. Falfur and Noggin sleeping. Um, you kind of open one eye, semi-aware that you're supposed to be at doing a watch at one point. Sterling still standing in front of the windows. What do you do? Um, I'm just looking around. Does everybody look okay? Give me a perception check. All right. Add plus five. Ooh, that is a nat 20. Okay. For a 26 plus five, that is 30. a 30, 31. Okay. Uh, you can tell that Falfer and Noggins um, appear cold. Um, they're shivering a little bit, and you can tell that they're stirring in their sleep. And you can see sweat sort of pooling on their forehead and running down. Falfer's hair almost like matted with cold sweat. I, I got to wake him up. Hey, 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 wake up. Wake up. Um, for, and for both of them. You, like, as she says that, you feel the finger out of your head and you wake. Are you... Why is that right? You look really bad. Also, she's you back. feel really cold. She's she's back again. I do not I do not know what to do. I do not know. She's back. Oh, yeah. and I know what Logan's. he's talking. I know what he's talking about when he says she's back, right? Because yeah. this has happened before. You know right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cr- uh, Noggins. Noggins. Yeah, I'll head to Noggins as well. Noggins, wake up. Noggins, wake up. <laughs> you wake up almost from a terrible nightmare. Um, you remember uh, the Feywild, this beautiful home, this beautiful meadow that you spent mo- m- much of your life in. And just before you just woke, you watched unmoving as everything died in that meadow. Everything wilted turning to dark sludge until you stood in a sea knee height in sludge and then you woke you feel weak sweat dripping down your brow you have lost eight points off your hit point maximum (gasps) falfer you have lost five all right i'm just gonna listen you're gonna be okay Falfer, explain. And I'm going to go run. Uh, is there a fireplace in this room? Not in this room. Not in this room. I don't room. believe. I'm going to go run to collect blankets or whatever. Yeah, you, you have blankets in your packs and things. So, I mean, what you have basically with you is what exists. There aren't a lot of blankets in the, in the place that have survived time. Mm. Is there a way to light a fire in this room without it all 
Yeah, th there is there is debris and rubble. You can absolutely gather what you can. I will do so as yep. this is all happening. Falfoot, explain. And I, as I run to like do all this. So I, with uh, my my um, kind of demotivated self, go to Noggins and and say, "You you may not have encountered this before, my." My friend, but uh, mm -hmm. the, the hags—they torment us in our sleep, and especially me and our old friend uh, Muskoka as well. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. No, no, bad. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. In your dreams, you probably did not. I don't know what you see, but I can tell you this. We must find a way to defeat these hags who What are you talking about? I know, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um we will we will get through this. Don't worry. Noggins, can you give me a nature check, please? With advantage. Oh. Twenty-one. The twenty-one. Uh a distant memory of lore that almost feels like from a different lifetime. Uh, you do, as soon as he says hags, you remember that there is a creature who once was fey, but is now fiend, who can traverse into the land of dreams and into people's dreams and suck the life out of them. You have heard of creatures like this, but it's spotty. Um, and you're trying to recall almost like secondhand knowledge. Mm-hmm. What kind of um, um hag 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 was was this? There there were two of them. Uh, I have been I have been visited by one in in the night before. Her name is uh, Morgan Morgantha Morgantha. Mor and she she uh, introduced me to her lovely sister this time. Um, who. As well is, uh, uh, I saw her uh, digging her fingernail in, into your body, and while you were sleeping, it was terrifying. Um, are you okay? I don't know what's happening. Um, if that, if if there was a a hag um like that and it's targeting you and and now me i don't know why they would why me either. why um I'm trying to phrase this right um after the dream i woke up it, one do i know them by name do i know it's a night hack yeah. Okay. Um, secondly, um, do I feel like there's a lasting effect other than just feeling like my HP is sapped right now? HP. You, you know that the lasting effect is that your your strength will be sapped until, and you're not not sure how to make it better, but you just feel like it's a permanent sapping. You've heard that they draw the life from people, and people don't tend to get better. Um that you've heard of. 
Although we did have the Vistani at some point lift a curse, am I correct? And they healed us? Am I wrong about that? When we... I, I feel like that's in our notes, or my notes. So I would I might know that, but I don't know that. Give me an intelligence check. See if you can recall okay. the notes that you guys should have taken. Yes, I should have taken notes. Um, Previous yeah, note taker so, died. So that's a natural 20, but with a plus 3, so okay. 23. 23. Uh, with a 23, uh, you remember that at some point, um, the person who was, I think it was you, who was drained, um, you got your full strength back. You can't remember. You, you guys have talked about it in the past, and you thought it might have been somewhere around the abbey, and the abbot may have been involved, but you're not exactly sure how that happened. Hmm. Or what effect caused it. So I'll, I'll relay that to, to Noggins. I'll be like, uh, uh, I have been affected by this before, uh, and and for others, it has not gone away. Like, I remember our friend Muskoka, who you have met, uh, he was not able to get rid of it so quickly. And then, but for me, I, I, it happened, and then we met up with the, 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 the Deva, uh, and, and I was healed. Um, so... I really, that's all I know. I wish I knew more. Sterling, you can hear all this commotion um, at this point as well. You can decide if you come out of your century's rest or not. Yeah, I would, hearing that the hag has been here. Okay. And then Noggins, um, you also recall um, that these night hags have the ability to pass from the ethereal plane into this plane. And that is how they tend to enter the dreams of those that sleep. Makes sense. And they haunt the dreams. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, I, I just say, um, I, I may, I, I study, I, I, I study dreams and I understand them, but they, 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 cor they corrupt and they are pretty bad. Um, why? What did you do? for a, a night hag to to mess with you. And what did I do? I just got here. We killed what? their sister. We destroyed their coven. I now didn't do remain. that. No, we did. And you're with us. Sorry about that. Yes, there are certain situations whereby if you associate with the Dawnbringers, we will not be bringing much dawn at all to uh, to your life. It's 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 quite dangerous. You said that you study them. I um, well, I, I I dreams and 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 stuff like that is what I do, and that's kind of what they do too. So, and um, they use uh, well, I'm from. When I wake up, I'm 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 from the Feywild. That was my home, and uh, they used to be Fey too, but they're kind of gross now. Do you know of any way that we can pull them into corporeal form so we can finish this? I don't know about um, pulling them into anything, but they can they can kind of walk through whenever they want. So maybe 
there's a way to trap them, but I don't know how to do that. One second, my stomach's growling. Sorry, it's not growling anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you're hungry. hungry. <laughs> We've all been through much. I am, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've had enough of these eggs. I am I know so we tired. We I don't to... feel so good. I think I think one hit me for some reason. Oh. I saw really... there's do you think when you mentioned there's a way to there might be a way to trap them or we should think of a way to trap them. Do you think there's a good way? Um I I'll be honest with you. I try to stay away from those type of beings. Um they they tend to be very mean. Yes. All the more reason to destroy them now. What is it that they want? Uh, I just look at Falver. You must be dead. <laughs> Everybody turns slowly towards Falver. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe I, maybe uh, the babies, the children, they wanted. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I have no answers. They, um, they were cooking children into pies. I mean, people were. <laughs> some pies. We wanted to stop them. Where, do you think that's where that little girl wound up? Oh, don't say that. Is is terrible. No, it's it's been longer. It's been longer than a week since we had, since we had killed their sister. Oh yes. And and I have a, I've heard no stories of new pies around. Should we just uh, go back to sleep? Yes. I would try. You should try. Yes, if we if we can, well, if we can muster. The 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 um. Uh, the, the 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 physical dream, I think, is above. Um, it'll help us at least a little bit. Um, do we have a do we have a fire? We do now. <laughs> we do. I've been. We do now. One, yeah. And I'll do a. I'll do just to help uh, noggins fall asleep. I, I know it's only ten minutes, but I'll do a protection from evil and good on from fiends on noggins okay to help them fall asleep okay all right well you all sleep the rest of the night you wake in the morning as the dreary lack of sunlight beams through the windows in the in the front of the chat the uh, audience hall um but that blue glow from the beacon can kind of be seen through the ceiling um, and that light is much brighter than the light coming through from the day. It's drizzling outside as you all kind of come to. Falfur and Noggins, you did not receive the benefits of a long rest. That's the, rude. The rest of you have. 
That's rude. Why you pick on me? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> what do you all do? You don't do that to a druid. <laughs> you don't do that to a druid. But technically, that means I'm quite low. Okay. Um, yes, I'm very. I'll uh, I'll get out of my bedroll, barely awake. Be like, fine. That day is over. That night is over. Let's just hit the road. Do we long grinder? Get a short rest, but just not a long rest. Um, I'll allow that. I mean, yeah, we at least an hour. We slept for at least an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's yeah, it's yeah. not a matter of not being able to sleep. You could sleep, but it's just not restful sleep. From well, I mean, on. like before so, yeah. before the things happened. Yeah. We'll we say that. We'll say you can have a, a short rest. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Uh, as a teenager, I'd like to just keep sleeping in. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm assuming you all gather in the audience hall as you start to. Uh, Dimitri, you come to very rested, um, feeling actually quite warmed by the evening and what had happened. Um, Savid awake, tries to wake Utravas and shakes you awake. Um, and when he doesn't succeed, he heads to the audience hall where he hears the commotion kind of happening and people starting to, to rise. What do you do? Sabin, welcome. Are you hungry? Yes, I, I could eat. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll put something together from the pantry. Is there any anything in there that's edible? There is nothing, nothing. in this house that's edible. Nothing. You'll have to eat rations. Okay. I'll give him old crackers. Actually, I don't have rations. I don't. We still have any more of those steaks? Um, sorry, I only uh, borrowed five of them and we ate them all. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, we can eat spiders. Okay, can we eat spiders? <laughs> <laughs> you can absolutely try. I mean, uh, you can. <laughs> Uh, when in Barovia, I'm gonna go and take uh, a leg because let's be honest, there's a from there's those like large ones, 72 legs available. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a leg and I'm gonna try to roast it over the fire and see how it goes. People, people eat spiders in the it, world. Okay, so a giant is. spider leg is they're probably not king like crab a, legs. <laughs> no, they're spider legs, and okay. and people eat spiders. All right, I'm going to grab a leg as you I'm eat it. Toast it over fire. Yeah, you start to toast it. Um, doesn't smell great, but you start to toast it. Give me a con save, please. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, I think we'll find out. Fifteen. With a fifteen, you would manage to eat it. It's not super good uh, or tasty, but it's, it's sustenance. Not and you've mm, eaten worse. Than I love it. Mmm, crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a couple extra and put them in my pack. Okay. So, Abba, do you know anything about hags? Hags? I'm afraid I do not. Sorry, wrong accent. I'm afraid I do not. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Does Falfer <laughs> have a mark on his head? No. I do not. But Sterling, does Sterling still have his mark on his head? Yes. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried to buff that yet. Um, yeah. 
Maybe while everybody's eating, I'll be trying to like buff my forehead. <laughs> Just like trying to get that back to shine really... again. Is that, I mean, I... Was the hags again? Did I miss that? Oh, Dimitri, you will never, you'll never believe it. They came to us again in the night. Uh, the same kind of. I tried to, I tried to talk with them, but they are not. Uh, how would you say uh, amenable to a discussion? So they uh, came to my forehead, and then they they poked right into my brain. I could feel them wiggle around around my parietal lobe, and um, and they also did it to noggins, poor little noggins who was so cute sleeping there. And the, it's terrible. They were all cold and sweaty. Have you ever had a dream that you that you want you you want to you want you wish you you want? Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry, okay. my, my kids do that all the time I'm sorry. <laughs> um but he does start that and it gets kind of just, just kind of drowns out uh, uh, mm. there's going to be a way to to vanquish these uh jay really quickly uh i did access and it's on my head being a dreams druid more than anything, not just being a druid, being a dreams druid, knowing someone has infiltrated my dream, do I have any inkling that this wasn't... Obviously, I know it wasn't Barovia, but do I have an idea of, like, is there a connection? Like, can I sense that person or anything like that? Or was it just, like, they just infiltrated and they did their thing? Um, can, you mean, can you sense them still? Not still, but, like, could I have tried to, like, even then, like, kind of, like, feel who might have done that specifically? Because for someone to enter a dream like that, especially into a dream of a dream druid, I just feel like he would be able to feel something's more off than normal and, like, pinpoint why it's off. Um, Maybe I'm stretching too hard, but I just yeah, feel no, like... No, no, no. I mean, you would know, you would know now understanding what hags did, that it was a hag that did it. Yeah. Um... You didn't see them. The visions that you had weren't related specifically. They didn't make themselves known. You just had horrible nightmares is all you know of. Okay. Um, and you absolutely sense that something has invaded your dreams and caused this. And you okay. know the, the, the means by which it happens. But other than that, that's all kind of that you're able to glean. Valid. That, that's valid. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Savage um, says, um, what is the plan for this day? Yes, we must make it to Bonegrinder. Uh, Sterling, do you mind if I hop into the harness for this trip? Of course. Thank you. And um, so I'll just climb up onto uh, to Sterling's back and what? get into the harness. Yeah. That thing is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> It makes us a walking turret. <laughs> uh, I can. Um, sorry, I'm just not feeling that good. I can. You want to climb on me? No, oh, sorry, that was a little too Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to climb on top, please? <laughs> I give you a good ride. <laughs> n n no, I was going to offer the opposite if oh. someone. Um, didn't want to use their feet that much. But you're very tired. I, I could know. carry you. You can't carry me. 
Um, maybe. Or are you saying that you have a harness as well? I, um, Noggins just kind of steps away and like kind of looks at the ground and kind of just like cracks his neck and then just again just prat falls and as he does he turns into a giant goat. Oh wow. A giant goat? It is a large goat. Oh man, rations for everybody. Well, I can do something similar. But I'm How big is a giant goat? It is large, so it it's is a large creature. Uh, uh, 10 by 10. Yeah. Wow, that's not small at all. Yeah, no, it's it takes small. up a it's ten by ten area. Yeah. Large goat. A large goat. <laughs> you don't mind? You don't mind that if I? He gets. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Esmeralda, <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> can we ride on him? You get the sense that yes, he's saying that you can ride him. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't speak. I mean, yeah, if he lets you, but. Okay, I will. I, I'm even ridden a horse, so I don't know. I'm gonna try to climb aboard, that, like just grabbing on the tufts of fur to pull yep. myself up, and, yep. <laughs> and I'll just kind of lay flat, lay like lay flat on top, hugging. Okay. From right. from the back harness with all of my limbs dangling out, I'll turn to Travas and say, "You look ridiculous." <laughs> I've never ridden a goat before. <laughs> oh. Nagi's kind of like, be normal, and just starts to walk. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, what are you doing? Yes. Hashtag be normal. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. So you all gather outside of Argenvostholt. You say goodbye to Godfrey, and you say that you will return at some point in the future. Um, where are you all headed? So uh, Sevet explains that the only places he hasn't really searched is Lake Baratok or and Lake Zarvich. Um, where would you like to go? I think they say when to go. I don't know. I, look, I don't know Barovia as well as y'all do. It's Bone Grinder before any of that. No, so yeah, both, after that. Bone Grinder right? is past. So Bone Grinder past is east that. along the Svalik Road towards uh, past Falaki, east and then south a little bit. It's about um, an hour and a half to Bone Grinder from where you are now. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Let's just go. You can go yeah. Barovia four hours end to end. So okay. So maybe we'll hit Bone Grinder first and then hit, go to, what was Zarvich one of the yeah. Zarvich locations? and Baratok, yeah. yeah. Zarvich, okay. Maybe we'll hit Zarvich first and then Baratok after. Okay. All right, so you... Bone Grinder, Zarvich, Baratok. Yeah, and then we're close the enough to the Bone Grinder if we need to rest, yep. we can head back. It's it's early, um, the equivalent of about six or seven in the morning. Um, after you've had a quick bite of rations, you head on the road. As you travel the road, you see the odd Barovian pass. You know, dismal head down. Um, as you continue through the road, and this is the first time you've been outside of Argenvostolt since um, you lighting the beacon. Um, Unfortunately, on top of it, um, because you didn't get a long rest, you also have one level of exhaustion, Falfer and Noggins. So that is mm. disadvantage on ability checks. Know who I don't like? What's Just that? take a guess. <laughs> Hags? Disadvantage. Ah, oh, that's great. All right. You head west, uh, sorry, you head east. Uh, so north 
to the Svalik Road. You head east along uh, the road, passing over a bridge. You end up at Velaki, but you make your way around it rather than through it. Um, curling around again south until Bone Grinder starts to come into view. And you see the, the familiar burnt-out husk of the windmill ahead. Can we check around the perimeters just for safety? Yeah, absolutely. Give me a perception check. Uh, Jay, just so you know, it doesn't affect passives. Mm. Well, actually, right. kind of. But my passive is 18. Okay. Even still as a go. Yep. Okay. 16 for me. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem to be any immediate danger that you notice. Uh, it is pretty much how you left it. Um, as you approach the door, um, it is, I think you guys locked it, did you not? You put some sort of lock on the door, you, you, you fixed the door a bit, you locked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you put the lock, there's nothing left, but you put the lock in, and as you open it up, you see that there is a small pile of packages. Uh, there's a box, there's some rolled up letters, and some items that have been left for you for the last, they, I don't know how long. Amazon. By the Vistani. Um, there is a there is a slight um, scent of um, mold um, that exists and emanates from the pile. Um, But the first thing that you find um, is a box tied with a blue ribbon, a ribbon um, with a note, and it says, "Dearest Sterling." I hope you and your friends are well. I hope these items can be of use to you on your journey. Mama Sari loves the little boy inside. Never lose him. As for the big guys, kick some werewolf vampire butt. Uh, and that is from Sari. Um, love, Sari, a.k.a. Rose Silverfist, a.k.a. Mama Bear. The box contains uh, three common healing potions. Make sure you take these notes down and add them to your character sheet. I got your notes. Two vials of common nice. poison. Ten regular crossbow bolts. And some cinnamon buns that are no longer edible, which you imagine can is I, what that smell is from. Can I get those crossbow bolts if that's okay? Yes. Thank as you. long as everyone else is in agreement. There's another right. bundle um, that is addressed to Sterling and Company. Uh, it says, Dear Sterling Amalgam and Party. I write this to you hoping you are well and safe and finding that which you need to return some semblance of sanity and safety to us all. I pen these words to share of stranger events since you have departed our task. The mists swirl and menace and the nights have a chill in them blowing off of the mountain Gacchus. My interaction with blood muzzle disturbs me. The references are cryptic and menacing both for us and for them. We will defend our own and can handle ourselves here, I hope. Know that my thoughts are with you as you explore and find what you can. It was very heartening to see the blood rite performed and you officially added to our task. Know that you are forever family, forever Vastani, and I am proud to call you family. My Vardo and my campfire are ever open to you should you need warmth and shelter, and my magics and power are at your disposal. You need but ask. Kindest regards, Zakariel. Inglariotius. Um, I wonder why he underlined some letters squiggly. And that is from Zakaro. You then see another note that says, Hail Dawnbringers. May this letter find find you and find you well. 
Know that we, Vistani of Gakkus, are with you. You light, uh, the light is with you in your endeavor, and you, we know, sorry, you will succeed in riding this land of the dark. Rid <laughs> wow, ridding this land of the darkness that consumes it. <laughs> Stop drinking before the stream. Kidding. Uh, little by little, your good deeds show the souls of Barovia hope, resilience, and freedom. We will do our part. My hope is we draw the eye and ire of, de of the devil enough to keep you free to move in these lands and do what you need to do. A cause I and the light will serve proudly. The light be with you. And Ari Vitir, Corvin Dwendolis. And then he said, P.S. When I'm sad, I sing this. Can't believe he's making me sing. <laughs> Once there was a magical elf who lived in a rainbow tree. He lived downstairs from a flatulent dwarf who constantly had to wee. One day the elf could take no more, so he went to bang on the rude dwarf's door. And what do you know, they suddenly both were married. And that's from Igraine Gokraina, a humble servant of Bahamut. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Wow. All right. Um, there is another note that says, Dear Sterling, <laughs> I hope you and your companions are well. You guys have been away for a while. Many interesting things have happened at, at Camp Gakis involving the mountain. We came across a stronghold of Argonvost. I think your friend Godfrey may be interested in that information. I pray for all of your safety in the battles to come. That's from Misery. Hmm. There was another note. Um... Dear Sterling Amalgam and the Dawnbringers, I hope you are well in this letter and the package finds you successfully continuing your quest to return sunshine to this dark land. I hope the other items you have received have been put to good use, which you just received. So you can tell that this letter actually was sent quite a bit after the first one. <laughs> Expecting that we would have got the first yes. one first and then the, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am enclosing a dagger for Esmeralda, magically imbued to strike true on most of the hardier denizens of the darkened lands of Barovia. Wow. May she find it to be useful. Is there, if there is anything else I can do to be of assistance and help, please do not hesitate to let me know. I am ever your humble task brother, humbly yours, Zakariel. And that is a plus one dagger for you, Esmeralda. <gasps> Look nice. at this dagger! That is so cool! Uh, and oh, I'm man. just like, I'm just like leveling it, and as it goes whooshing, yeah, whooshing in the light, I'm just like, look at that craftsmanship, look at that craftsmanship. Uh, there is another uh, note um, addressed to you, Esmeralda. It says, Dear Esmeralda, I have found a charred scroll case with the initials ED inscribed into it on the banks of Lake Baratok near the old tower. When I opened it up, it contained this scroll. And you can tell it's one of your scrolls. And this is the remove curse that was in your Varda when it exploded. I believe this may have belonged to you. If not, then please accept it anyway as a gift. May Moradin and the Morning Lord look over you all. Barf Battle Brain of Clan B. Oh my god! This is amazing! <laughs> I never uh, thought I'd say this again! For those of you at home, <laughs> these are all things that have been crafted and given to our party from our Discord community. Dear Dawnbringers. <laughs> because some things have blown up and got lost in the fires. <laughs> yeah. Dear Dawnbringers, I was asked to make this for one of the one named Falfer, question mark. Though I have yet to meet him, I hope this helps in your fight against the darkness. May the light in your hearts stay bright, even on the darkest of nights. This is from Sari. And uh, that's uh, appropriate. in a bundle is a plus one hand crossbow. What? 
as it That's gleams the one I and told glistened you about. and is polished. When I first met you, I said, Mama Bear, she made you a plus one crossbow. Here it is. That's amazing. New bolts and new crossbow. It's like a, a holiday festival that we don't really do like here. Strad's birthday. It's like Strad Day. Life Day. Life Day. While this That's is all point. happening, yeah. Noggins in goat form is just casually, like, not eating, <laughs> chewing uh, Dimitri's hair. <laughs> 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 that's awesome that's good this is great um there is another small box uh filled with uh you guys ready for this four hey. potions of healing ten silvered crossbow bolts wrapped in cloth and a note from corvin that says Dawnbringers, i hope you find these and they serve you well continue fighting the good fight and know the light will follow Light be with you, Corvin Dwendalos. Yes. There is another note. Dawnbringers, you have truly given the land and the people here hope with the beacon. Its glow on the horizon is a reminder to all that darkness can and will be pushed back. Light be with you, with us all, Corvin Dwendalos. And there's a small box with two more healing potions and a light crossbow and 20 regular bolts. Oh, we have to start a fan club or something. Maybe like, uh, you know, like uh, Patreon slash Dunbringers. <laughs> There's a lot of meta happening this session. There's a lot of like real world meta and it's killing me. <laughs> but you said, you said um, another crossbow and 10 regular bolts? One light crossbow, 20 regular bolts, and two healing potions. Two uh, in that one. Yeah. Okay. A folded yeah. note. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. A folded note is pinned to a stuffed backpack with Travas, his name written on it. There once was a That's warrior. For me. There once was a warrior named Wyatt, who could not keep himself quiet. He boasted and screamed, claiming he was supreme, but no one who heard him would buy it. If you know thieves can't. Which I believe you do. I do. Um, uh, should I read it aloud or should I have everyone take out their ears that can't understand Thieves Can't? It depends how big of a thing it is, I guess. I don't know. Nah, it's fine. Um, it translates to, if you know Thieves Can't, people like us can't toss around fireballs or heal with a touch, but we can work our own kind of magic with a stocked bag of tricks. Hope this helps with your fight. Dustin from Clan Waddleby. Hmm. And this backpack contains one hunting trap, two potions of healing, five sets of ball bearings, five caltrops, or five sets of caltrops, one grappling hook, one vial of acid, wow, one alchemist fire, and one yeah. antitoxin. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what was after the grappling hook? One file of acid, stuff. one mm. alchemist fire, and one antitoxin. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so. Wow. And then there's one final uh, little awesome. bundle, uh, and as you open it up, it says from Corvin on the on the a little card, and it's two vials of holy water for the party. Wow. Amazing. And that thank is you thank you to the Discord community for and the yeah, Vistani for you. crafting these items and gifting them to our party. Bravo. 
All right. Yes. You now stand in the husk, burnt husk of um, of the windmill. Um, it bringing back some memories, um, memories of Muskoka, with one of his most heroic moments in the cone of silence, um, or casting silence, not cone of silence. Um, and the last time you fought and saw the hags in the material world, on the material mm. plane. Um, what do you do? I forgot this place. It's uh, it's almost too much. <laughs> Having dreamt about the hags last time and defeated our last hags here, when we did. Yeah. Do we want to stay here? Well, maybe a safe place. I don't imagine they'd want to return here. But um, I don't know. We have things that we wanted to do today. Yes, we mustn't stay long, actually. We should probably go to Zarvich, then. Lake Zarvich, was it? Yes, it is. Yes. What do, what do I know of this place? Like, can the bar- party just tell me about it? Like, what, what would I have known before I got here? Cause... You just knew it was a windmill where they sold meat pies. And some of the best meat pies in the land. And now it's just... It's a burnt husk of a windmill, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he says it is only a little ways back. And as, as he leads you for about half an hour up to the banks of Lake Zarevich. At the foot of the mountain nestled in the misty forest is a large lake. The water is perfectly still and dark, reflecting the black clouds overhead like a monstrous mirror. And as you kind of um, approach the banks, or not the banks, the shore of Lake Zarevich. You see a 30 by 30 foot dark stone keep that is some 30 feet or so from the shore. Um, it rises three, four stories in the air, ending in battlements on top. You see the edge of ballistas over the edge, two massive wooden doors shut. Um, and the depiction of ravens inscribed on the four kind of posts of the keep. I was going to say, it looks like Strahd's reach is expanding, but he doesn't usually associate with the image of ravens. Uh, Travas, this is new to you. Um, you've been to Xarvich many times. You've never seen this here before. Pulled up along the shore, you see three small rowboats. A fourth boat can be seen in the middle of the lake with a lone figure sitting in it, fishing pole in hand. What do you do? Um, Savid, where exactly should we be looking in this place? Just anywhere in this area? Perhaps along the banks? I, I don't know. I, perhaps we should... Hmm. Maybe we split up and head around the edge of the banks and the shore. It would take us maybe an hour to meet on the other end. How, how far away is that guy in the boat? Uh, he is out in the middle of the lake, um, 
400 feet from the nearest shore, from where you are now. Mm. Oh, okay. So nothing we can get a good look at. Give me a perception check. Okay. Okay. 19. Okay. 13. Is there anything? Yeah. I, yeah. Using my passive as a goat. Um, <laughs> yeah. With 24. Okay. <gasps> With a nineteen and okay, with the nineteen, you see that this—it's a hulking individual, kind of hunched over, fishing pole in hand, um, but kind of looking straight out over the water. Um, and with the twenty-four, um, Sterling, some of the mechanics kick in, and um, your vision sees that he's muttering. Even at the 400 feet, you can see him kind of talking to himself. Um, and as you watch, he, he puts his fishing pole down. He reaches down into the boat and he grabs what looks like a, um, a bundle of burlap tied up. It's about four feet long. And he heaves it into the water. Oh, he basically rolls it over the edge of the boat into the water as it splashes. Is it Arabelle sized? You absolutely, for <laughs> 24, think that it is the size of a small child. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's time to swim. <clears throat> um, do I recognize this individual, like, from Gakkus or anything? Um, with the 24, you actually recognize him from Velaki. Some time ago, oh. almost the last, well, the last time you were in Velaki, which actually in, in game terms wasn't that long ago, uh, but maybe a, uh, I think it was a week or two ago, maybe. Um, and he was, he was speaking craziness and he was the one that was yelling out about the zombies attacking the town. Um, but he right. was what you remember to be a bit of a drunkard, um, kind of a, a town outcast. The burlap okay. sack disappears under the surface of the water. Can't seem to tell what's over there. Looks almost like he threw something about the size of a child into the water. What? I recognize him from Valaki. He ran up to us, screaming about the zombies. He's a, a bit of a drunk. Well, we must go then. Um, yeah. I think that's... maybe I should... Um, make my way into the water and over to him. Are you... Or, or, hear me out. <laughs> we tell the the leader of the village... Are you saying this stuff out loud? Savid hears you say what she saw and Savid r rushes for the shore and jumps into the water. Dives in. Um... Okay. There were other boats? Noggins as a goat so wild shape is wild shape is different from polymorph he's still him um mm. and he hears and like and notes with the 18 could he tell that it was like the burlap scepting not that it was a person but like he could at least tell what with, it was with a passive i'd say no um just because again if you're actively looking for something there's certain things that you're looking for that the passive doesn't necessarily cover um and so if, if you want to give me a perception check i can i can give you that um, it's a disadvantage. Can I ask? Was the was the uh, was the burlap sack doing kind of this, or was it just still when it was dropped? What did you roll with the perception? 
I haven't yet, in fact. Oh. At disadvantage for me, that's a 23. It's a natural one, actually. Okay. You saw nothing. You still don't even see the boat out in the middle of the water. Um, <laughs> okay. Noggins with a 23. Uh, sorry, what were you asking, Noggins? If you notice, uh, if I could tell that the, the uh, it, 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 what the burlap sap was, or at least that it was a burlap sap that something fell into the water. It was this shape of a small child. Noggins, um, Savage is about to... ten feet, sorry, from the from the shore, trying to swim as fast as he can. Noggins shoves Travas off of him. Yep. Um, and starts to rush into the water, and as he gets into the water, you see the form drop. But he turns into something else. I'm turning into a giant seahorse. Okay. Oh. All oh, right. Strad, are we all going swimming right now? What are we doing? I have a speed of 40 feet. I'm going towards the girl. Go, going towards the thing. Give me a athletics check. Okay, one second. Anyone else while he's checking? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get some swimming top speed. There are other boats you had said, right? Yeah. Anybody who's attempting to jump in the water to swim, give me an athletics check. And I'm gonna stay on. I'm attempting to try to get a boat if there's math, one. Only have a plus one Thirteen. I start um, to get down to my undergarments. Fifteen so for me for a swim. Okay. I um, just get ready with the rope, Jay, at yeah. the shoreline yeah. to try to bring whomever in might be struggling. Okay. Did you do disadvantage on that uh, check? I did. I take, did. Take your higher one. I'm gonna say because you're a seahorse and you went underwater, we'll take. Uh -huh. we'll, you would have gotten advantage. So whatever your highest so roll was. It would be. Oh. Then that was actually higher. That would have been a um, eighteen. Okay, all right. Sorry. So How say far that again, Joel. Did you say he was four hundred feet? Oh shit! No, that's not mine. No. Sorry, Joel. Was <laughs> I'm not, not within my range. Yeah. I was just waiting at the shoreline with a rope in case uh, they got close and they needed someone to throw okay. a rope out to them. Okay. So you're you're waiting, uh, Dimitri and Esmeralda. You're trying to get a boat. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're able to push the rowboat and you get in and you start to row out. Mm-hmm. Can and I get I'm, a uh, athletics I'm check for both of you, please? Or actually, whoever wants to... Um, yeah, both gave me an athletics check then. Okay. Natural uh, 20. Nice. Esmeralda? <laughs> uh, for... Oh, even for getting a boat? Yeah, because you, you guys are getting in the boat to... to uh, you start... Oh, God. So you said athletics check? Yeah. All right. Oh, it's a seven. Mm. Okay, so with your natural 20, the boat just goes in a circle. Because <laughs> you're rowing on one side really well, and she's not, yeah. and so it's just circle. Yeah. No. That's no. terrible, Jay. <laughs> you, you start to go quite quickly, and with your natural 20, you know, you grab both, and you're just, like, heaving it. Um, you manage to get across the water towards the boat, um, just as Noggins, give me a investigation check, please. Um, me? No, uh, Noggins. No, this is going to be fun. Uh, actually, for me, right now, not bad. That is a 12. Okay. All right. So you dive under into this murky darkness that is Lake Zarovich. It is hardly any, um, visibility that you have, um, but you're able to at least see where the boat was and more or less tell where she was. And you, by circling around, your tail touches what you think is the sack that settles close to the bottom. Um, Dimitri and Esmeralda, you 
basically come to the boat and this character who is in the boat has his fishing rod out and he's just staring straight out and just kind of like rocking in the boat. Okay. Well, when we get to him, I'm going to say, you, what are you doing? Why did you just toss in the water? Uh, he's unresponsive, just continues to look forward. Um, I'll go right up next to him. Yeah. And I'll put my reach out, put my hand on his shoulder and try to shake him a little. Okay. So you reach out and you shake him and he turns to you. And you can see he's kind of like hazy. You see that there are empty bottles of wine um, on the bottom of the boat. You see that he's dirty and messy and he just looks at you and he says, she will bring me luck. She will bring me luck. She will bring me luck. Does he look cursed? Arcana check, uh, religion check, if you're asking about cursed. All right. Ooh, 14. Uh, you don't think he's cursed. He just looks disoriented more than anything. You don't think there's anything um, weird about him in that way. Like he's under any sort of control. Noggins, your tail hits this bundle. What do you do? Uh, I try to scoop it up and try uh, to bring it back up. I guess upward. in your tail? In my either my tail or my like my mouth or something i'm a giant yeah so i'd say so, probably around your tail and then you can yeah. like okay <laughs> i don't know seahorse anatomy all that well but <laughs> they, they have little fins right little fins and long they do. okay <laughs> so you're like you you go up to the to the surface you do feel that the that the bundle is um squirming in your grasp a little bit but halfway up it stops squirming as your the the seahorse head breaks the water, um, Dimitri, you see the seahorse head break the water. As Meralda, you see the seahorse break the water. Sterling, you are now beside their boat in the water. What do you do, all of you? Um. So is the seahorse close to us? Our boat? Yes, just at the edge of the boat. I would have Can seen I... him turn into the seahorse, right? Like you saw I him go in the water not... and change. Um, I'm going to say, for the sake of brevity, that you know it's Noggins. Okay. Do I see this, the sack? You do not, because it is still under the water in his grasp. Uh, I'll definitely try to um, maneuver myself to get the sack above the water. Okay, so he lifts uh, the sack, yeah. and uh, I guess I'll grab Esmeralda and, and Demetri, yeah. you're able to pull it over, and it is unmoving currently. Okay. Uh, what did you I... find? <laughs> the guy for the guy in the boat. Yeah. Could I use evil eye charm person on him to try to get him to talk? You can absolutely try. So can you make a, a it doesn't say what kind of save. Uh, for charm person, is it a is it a will save or was it a, uh, mm, is I it think a, it's a wis wisdom Brisbane? save? I thought it was a for, wisdom. I think it's wisdom. We're all saying the same. <laughs> yeah, hang on, uh, charm person. Let me just look it up real quick. <clears throat> Maybe wisdom? What's the uh, what's the uh, DC? The DC is fourteen. On oh, no, a wisdom check, I think. Um, you see him. You see him start to t turn towards you, um, and he he kind of looks at you and then shakes it off and looks back down at the water. And as he sees you pull, she's like, "No, no, no, please." 
please. No. We're gonna open the open the bag. Okay, as you rip the, the you just basically rip the sack open, you see inside um a girl with alabaster white skin and raven black hair that kind of spills out, um, waterlogged, uh, unmoving, and looks like she's starting to go blue. Uh, I'm going to use right away Lay on Hands, and I'm just going to see what healing for five points does. Okay. Um, you heal, and again, this bluish uh, energy coalesces that turns into this green putridness as um, <clears throat> she is still unconscious. Um, can I do Can I do a check to see if there's anything I can do to medicine check? Uh, are they 11. still on the boat? Yeah, so you see 400 feet away, you see movement on the oh boat. Oh my gosh. Um, you see something come over the side. You can kind of tell what's happening. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm just gonna keep swimming around, but when they get close, oh. I'm gonna get dressed again. Sorry, what, what? You're like just having? You're just swimming? Yeah, yeah. That's just a, swimming. I, I had an out one. Everybody jumped in the water. Oh. I thought we we're just going for a swim, so he's just like <laughs> swimming around by the shore. <laughs> okay, got it. That that's all he thinks is going on. That's I like it. Okay, cool. Did, did Savage catch up? Uh, rolled low. Savage just pulls up now and kind of tries to clamber into the boat and clambers into the boat and looks down. He says, that is Wait. her. That's Arabelle. Quickly, do A something. Medicine check. Uh, medicine check? What is it? 11. An 11. Uh, some of your training comes back from um, being able to, uh, some of your, your combat training, and you start to uh, perform CPR as <clears throat> water pours out and she starts to kind of wheeze, her eyes firing open as she turns to the side and water pours out of her mouth. Okay. Um, I'm just going to hold her while she has to yep. let the water out. Yep. And I said, she's alive. She's alive. I said that to Savin. Okay. And he's like, oh, Arabelle, Arabelle. And she kind of looks around and she starts to, and you guys are right alongside the other boat. And as soon as she sees him, she starts to kind of move and she's still tied. You can tell that her hands under further down the sack and she starts to kind of move towards him and almost like almost trying to like bite and kick at this other person in the boat as she starts to at, scream at the top of her at lungs seven? at the, the, the her captor. Oh, um, OK. How close am I to his boat? You, uh, you guys, you're right there. You're like basically like between the two boats. I weigh a lot, so I'm gonna grab the side of his boat and I'm gonna start making it sink. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna start to capsize it. Okay, are you are you capsizing it quickly or are you just letting water into it? Uh, I'm I'm gonna start slowly letting water into it and okay. look as intimidating as I can. Okay, so. give me an intimidation check and an athletics check, please. All right, athletics. If it's not fire, <laughs> 22, <laughs> you know, the dice are working pretty well today. And uh, I'm glad I'm saying that at the end of the session. So yeah, uh, 22 for athletics intimidation is not going to be as good. I'm sure. Oh, 19. Okay. Um, he, he, he looks, he's more concerned. He sees the water starting to rush in, um, but he's not reacting the way that you expect him to react oh. out of fear. Um, but he looks at Arabelle 
and and you can see like the wind come out of his sails, like all hope is lost all of a sudden, and he kind of drops the pole, and he sit and he put, drops his hands into his lap as the water begins to rush in around his ankles, and starts to to to, to raise in the boat. Um, uh, while the the water's filling, I'm just gonna grab his like the scruff of his clothes, yeah, and as um, intense as I can, I'll say, "Who told you to kill this girl?" He he tur- he turns to you, and and as clear and as as straight or deadpan as possible, he says, "I thought you would bring me luck. I thought I would catch more fish. The Vistani are lucky." Okay, I. I'll just let him go. What do you even say to that? Start to push him under the water. (gasps) Can I help? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The water now is up to his like waist as the boat starts to tip this way, and as he starts to go down, (laughs) do you put your hand on his? How do you? How do you? Start to, to push him under Dimitri. You guys are pulling him back all Yao here. I'm I'm heavy, I don't need to breathe, so I'm thinking I'll like grab him yeah. and just sink. sink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well while while Dimitri helps. Okay. You grab um, him and he yeah. lets it happen. Okay. And you watch as Sterling disappears yeah. under the water with and under uh, under the water. My, with my voice I'll I'll say Bad luck today. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, an eighties line. It's great. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, Adam. I feel like I stole this kill. I just, I'm kill steal kill stealing. I'm steal I'm killing. Sorry. Yeah. I, well, you both did it. I mean, guys. Dimitri, you you watch as he kind of lets it go. He closes his eyes, and as he looks up at you, he closes his eyes. The water passing above his uh, above his mouth, over his nose, bubbles start to go as your hand is on his head, and you almost like your providing some sort of holy benediction, let him go under the water with Sterling. Yeah, and then, yeah, Sterling's weight is pulling him. Yeah. So he doesn't just float. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as his as his face gets murkier and murkier, the lower it goes, um, I'm just going to, like, stare at it intently until I can't see it anymore. And then... I'm just going to go and then turn back to see how the girl's doing. Okay. You turn back to watch as Savit has Arabelle's hand, head in her hands. And, and he says, it's okay. It's okay. He's gone. He's gone. It's okay. And she starts to kind of calm down and she starts to look around at all of you. She's still coughing up water, kind of pooling down. She's a seven year old pale, raven-skinned girl. Um, Savit immediately takes out a dagger and begins to cut her binds as she kind of like gets up and like up against the side of the boat. She, she kind of starts to take all of you in and you can see her her countenance turns from like anxiety to um, like a stern um, confidence. And she looks out and she says, take me to my father. Take me back to my camp. I have been away too long. 
Take me now, Savit. Take me now. Are you on a boat still? Yeah. You guys are all still in the boat. Yeah, and you're still... You, you're still... I guess you're just... Your little horse head is above water. <laughs> yep, barely, because I have to... <laughs> fun fact, in the notes, it specifically says, uh, giant seahorse can only breathe underwater. Uh, oh. So he's just like barely... His eyes are just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Noggins is so great. <laughs> yeah. As you watch the character uh the the, the humanoid uh under the water and with sterling sterling you hit the bottom and by the time you hit the bottom he's motionless okay um is there a rock down there can i feel if there's a rock down there um you look around you can find a boulder all right um i knowing knowing that dead people have a habit of coming back and potentially chasing us or whatever I kind of want to destroy his brain somehow. Um, I hand Brand, I hand uh, Sterling my silver dagger. She, she he's he's way underwater <laughs> all, all, at, at the point. bottom of the lake. Oh, so, yeah. can yeah, I just I, drop it down towards? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have my sword, so That's I mean, right. I, I might there. just, I might just go <laughs> scramble some me. brains. I, I think Zilligus is coming through a little bit right now, but okay. um, yeah, Scra scramble some brains, and okay. uh, hopefully uh, there won't be any. Okay. Revenants happening. All right. Um, you make sure that he's you make sure that he's dead, dead, and now brainless. And uh, you watch as he kind of floats like this on the bottom, and you can watch him kind of sway in the murky darkness. Okay, and I'll stick that boulder on top of him so that if okay. he does come back, he can't yeah. get out. Um, and then I'll swim my way back up to the top. Okay. You all watch as Sterling emerges. Uh, yeah, you, wa murder. you watch as the purple of his eyes kind of comes, come, <laughs> rise to the surface and then break the surface. Oh my god, he's right just... next to Noggins. Yeah. His two eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, who's going to tell Travas what just happened? Uh, I'm still on the shore as <laughs> yeah. well. So, you guys are 400 feet out. I'll take my 50 foot rope and throw it in. <laughs> like... I vote Savid tells the story. <sighs> See, seeing that I'm coming back towards the shore, I will definitely get dressed again. Okay. And it's cold. Like, this was a... But you're used to... Whoa, whoa, here, whoa. So. What does that matter? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 That's not why I'm getting out early, Jay. <laughs> you know, Dave, because it's cold. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be on Instagram later. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys. You all start to row back to shore. Uh, Noggins, you swim. Sterling, do you just swim back to shore? Yeah, I'll, I'll swim back. Okay. You get back to shore, and uh, as soon as it hits, uh, Arabelle kind of stands up, obviously weak, but trying to show that she's strong. Uh, and she kind of stands, looking at all of you, and she says, We go. Please. I need to go yes. home. We take can bring home. you to your father. Yes. Please, take me home. Is that her? Oh, my Strad. How did you Stop live all it. the way out here? She looks at you like... I, I didn't think you would make it, honestly, but you did it. You must be very strong. 
she kicks you in the shin. Ugh. And she turns around and walks south to the... Starts walking on her own south to the road. That must have hurt! Go with her. <laughs> this wasn't bad. Savage kind of chases after her. Hey, I'll kind of slap uh, Travas on the back and go, <laughs> Kids. Okay. You did hit a lot. Usher him along. Yeah, I will. Um, I will uh, get to the edge of the uh, shore and, and turn back into uh, noggins and and follow them. Though I am out of wild chips for the day, so mm. I'm just gonna tread along. <clears throat> all right, so you all leave the keep and the lake behind you as you head to the road. Are you all heading to the camp at this point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we okay. got to keep them safe. So, okay. All right. Wow. I'll uh, I'll knock on Sterling's uh, elbow and ask if I could again. Just like, you know, my friend, you mind if I? Uh... Of course, my soft-footed friend. And then I'll <laughs> soft-footed. This is my last name. Your last name. Soft-footed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But it also represents. I see what you did there. Wow! Yeah, well done, yeah. Sterling. Because um, I'm in a harness. Um, and 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 I'll say uh, uh, as we start moving towards the village um, of the camp, I'll say to Sterling, uh, Sterling, what uh, what transpired back there at the lake? Um, I saw uh, more people go in to the water or were in the water then came out um let's put it simply a man tried to murder a child and he showed no remorse so dimitri and i ensured that his fate matched that that he tried to apply to that kid Mm. people such as that are not worthy of life I guess uh, you find yourselves the judge and the jury of, uh, of Barovia then, huh? Barovia is better for it. Uh, yes, there was a time uh, when I was, uh, I was not so wise. I wonder what you would have done with me. I probably would have done the same. Except it would have been the boy that time. Would he have done the same? I would. And that is where we're going to end the session for this evening. Man. <laughs> and Brandon Perkins wow. with the cliffhanger for this, uh. for this night. <laughs> Holy. Oh. Things that tense? Oh, wow. Just a little bit of murder. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for watching. <laughs> As our Man. party... Turns into murder hobos. Yeah, murder hobos. Uh, it's about time. It took us three seasons. <clears throat> oh. Anyways, <laughs> thank you everyone for watching. Make sure that you like that video to let people know that uh, this cast is as awesome as they are, guys. Holy crap. What an amazing session. That was fun, especially that second half. Wow. Uh, join us next week for Into the Mist, episode 11 of season three. Uh, as I said before, uh, we are going to continue into Into the Mist for another season. We're not going back to Wildmount because the mists won't let us leave. Um, 
the winner of tonight's Rod of Initiative. This is a legendary Rod of Initiative from Brothers Forged. Um, you are able to, when you get the code that we will be sending you after you've won, you'll be able to choose whichever one you want from the site. The winner is John Hughes. Congratulations, John Hughes. You are the owner of a legendary Rod of Initiative from Brothers Forge. Thank you, Brothers Forge, for uh, providing us with that awesome giveaway and uh, for the one that we have here at the table that we can enjoy when everybody is back around the table. Uh, Thursday, Aftermath, we will have some of the cast on there to discuss what just transpired. Um, and all of the wonderful stuff and looking maybe into next season and, and what we'll be um, delving into and where the party might go. Love you guys. Take care of each other. Have Join a wonderful Discord. night. Go to the Discord. It's awesome. You can tell uh, the interaction is great. Um, and we all have players now. A lot of us have players on the Discord now that we play on kind of a weekly basis when the cast isn't around in the Discord um, because they're out doing casty things. Uh, have a good one, guys. Bye! Is, is that okay? You need me to do it again? Do it again. Welcome to Ramsmith's Into the Mist podcast. This is Falfor Softfoot, your friendly neighborhood halfling ranger coming at you from the deep, dark, hopeless land of Barovia. <laughs> Did you know that you could join our Patreon and play D&D with the cast and crew at Ramsmith? That's right, for the most experienced players and DMs all the way to total noobs, there's a Patreon level for you. Ten different levels from $1.50 per month all the way to $3.33 a month with perks like uh, being able to attend our Patreon-only seminars, special online and in-person events, uh, DM and player webinars and training, <laughs> even a 24-hour, 7-days-a-week role-playing Discord server that impacts what happens in our live streams. Uh, find out more by going to uh, patreon.com forward slash realmsmith. That's patreon.com forward slash R-E-A-L-M-S-M-I-T-H. Join us. Let's play some D&D together. M Monsieur Werewolf, will, will that work for you? Can I at least ask, uh, what is a Patreon? No more questions. Just do. Uh, okay, okay. Join our Patreon today!